are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of the Free The Welcome Wagon Form Rock Lee Podcast. Yeah, you <laughs> leap off the stage once you hear Mark I'm talking. I'm kidding. <laughs> you leap off the stage and into the merch stand <laughs> where where um, Mark doesn't go because he gets his tickets for free and he gets <laughs> his albums through the internet. So I, I mean, he purchases them on Amazon. So, hi Ace. <laughs> Sorry I can't meet you, but I bought all your albums and Ace is... Ah, well, I bought Getty, I Lee, the, Getty the Getty Lee uh, record store vinyl off a of, uh, record store online, so it was an Amazon. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> Amazon didn't have it, fuckers. I just, I just wow. actually, uh, I felt bad because in 2010, after I watched the documentary of On with the Show, the YNT documentary, because I did buy that from DaveManichetti. dot uh, com. Oh, well, it's okay. actually YNTRocks.com, and then it transfers you to Dave Manichetti. Uh, website to oh, buy the, cool. to buy the uh, I got the Blu-ray version it was like thirty nine bucks it comes with uh, the the documentary is pretty damn long and then they have a two hour disc of extras on the when you buy it if you see it streaming you're not going to get those extras so buy it but uh, Phil Killamore the the last album they made Face Melter he really wanted that album to get played he really wanted that album to get going you know and this is the last album he made with them he really loved this album and i felt bad because i illegally downloaded it back in 2010 so i went and bought the physical copy which i would have anyways because i'm actually going back and buying all the physical copies of shit i've downloaded that i didn't buy before shit that i bought before that got stolen that's okay because i already gave them their fucking money but I never yeah. bought this. So I went and bought Face Melter. Freaking killer album from 2010. I'll listen, I'll listen to Face Melter because I, I respect that group, you know? Um, I, I, I knew someone who knew them, and, and they were from my my hometown, and they I think that they, they deserve a little more credit. I mean, they, they got their, their fame, but they got it during the years when they had to go commercial, but in their early days, when when they were, you know, really doing heavy rock, and they were really good, you know, um, they 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 were they they were a band to be reckoned with. The only song that was really commercial was "Summertime Girls," and they wrote that on accident. They didn't wrote it. They said the song wrote itself in the documentary. But they didn't sit there and write, let's make a commercial track, you know. Oh, okay. I yeah, mean, it just yeah, came yeah. out. You know, it, it's just like he had the riff and then uh, Joey Oves came in with something and then the other two came in with something. It just wrote itself, they said. They said, we didn't say, hey, let's write a commercial song, you know. It's much better than um, Open Arms or... Stone and Love by Journey. So Stone it's, and it's, Love uh, rules. It's a hell of a lot better. Than that, that guitar solo in Stone and Rules is oh, one of the best up, ever. I'm trying to say something and you are not even <laughs> saving face, dude. Okay, what do you want to say about Stone and Love? 
That guitar solo on Stone in Love is one of Neil's best ever. Oh That's my. That's like people who say that Homie Touch Me has the best Paul solo. Who <laughs> listens to that song for the solo? Me? <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, okay. I, I, I shouldn't get angry at you because if, if, if you want to stick a bad song in your mouth, at least it ain't me doing it. But I suggest you people go out and buy that Y&T. I know this isn't a Y&T episode, but when we did the Y&T episode, I didn't watch the documentary. I just watched it, and it's so fucking good. It really kicks ass. You see how this band worked their asses off. And shit, what? Freaking Motley Crue opened for them. Rat opened for them. Fucking Dawkin opened for them in L.A., dude. It's like all As these they should. all these bands that freaking got bigger than them open for them. And Lars Urich even said yesterday and today it was one of the best bands he saw. And they, they're up there having fun or up there. They love the music. What kind of drugs they're doing, I don't know, but they love it. <laughs> you know, it's freaking all these big, bigger bands than them freaking worship Y&T. Yeah, and, and the thing is, that's usually what happens. The lesser bands become more known because stupid people like to buy albums by lesser bands. I'm not going to name any more band names, but we've done our fair share of reviews of those bad bands. <laughs> but 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 never mind. Well, fucking in in the documentary, Eric Martin and Mr. Big, he said he went and saw Y and T. You know. Well, he actually went to see Queen, and Y&T opened for Queen up there. Um, do you know the song Sucker for a Pretty Face? Sucker for, yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's Eric Martin Band. That was when I was growing up. So people know him from Mr. Big and from a few other things. I knew him from high school, dude. Yeah, well, well Eric Martin was saying he And he was good. And then he kind of went a little sucker. But then he kind of redeemed himself. So he keeps going from suck to redeem over and over again. Well, he did but a job. I don't dislike him because he at least started good. And he freaking finished good with Mr. Big so far. Mr. Big's um, last... You liked Mr. Big's last album. We reviewed it, bitch. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm not going to... I'm, I'm not going to look to see what I thought of it. I'll believe you right now. Okay. Well, fucking, he was talking about, like, uh, he went and saw Queen at the night at the Opera Tour. And uh, this band, yesterday and today, was opening for them, and he didn't know who the fuck they were. But after he watched them, he goes, oh, my God, they are so freaking good. And then next time Queen came up there in the Bay Area, uh, they were opening again for Queen. He went there to see Y&T and not Queen. That should tell you a lot about Y&T, that he freaking wanted to see what the opening yeah. band and not the well, the main yeah, what, band. What, what year was this again? I mean, uh, I mean not, you don't have to be exact. I think it was, they, he said around the night at the opera tour, you know. Tour. Oh, okay, so like 70s? Yeah. Okay, well, um, Y&T was pretty much kind of just starting out then, and he was starting out, so... But but still, he caught them during the early days. It's not like someone who said, "Man, I just saw Y and T, and guess what? Wow, they, it, it was just it was early, man. It was 2014. 
it's it's not like that. No, he saw them in the seventies, dude, and they still kick yeah. ass now, dude. It's like they got a killer band, and one of the guys in the band was in the Mer Eric Martin band. I think his name is. Let me see. I got it right here. John Nynum. He was in the oh, Eric okay. Martin band where I think they had an album, Sucker for a Pretty Face, that really, like... And so you already know about that, damn it. I was trying to school you, and, and then you're like, I ain't gonna, you know, say nothing, but I already know this, but that's okay. I yeah. don't mind being kind of schooled occasionally. Yeah, but he, uh, he actually, uh, they got him for, uh, in Rock We Trust to get in the back and play the keyboards, and uh, oh, and, he, right. and he came out and got into the the robot on stage. You know the robot for in Rock We Trust. He wore the robot. Oh, okay. He said, "I'll wear that." And then years hey, cool. and, and then years later, when they needed a rhythm guitarist, they brought him back. And now he's part wow. of the, he's part of the touring band of them right now. He's the rhythm guitar player. You know what? If Spinal Tap does Stonehenge again, <laughs> and they have their little tiny little stone. Thing floating around, I'll happily go in that for them. Dude, I want to see Y&G. They still play small clubs, dude, so you could get in there and do a meet and greet, maybe, for cheap. Hey, if that's the case, I will. Yeah, man. That documentary was so good, man. I haven't watched the special features yet. You guys need to go buy that shit. It's fucking awesome. There's a group that um I might see if I so feel like doing it. It's only $25, and they're playing, I think, in March in New York called British Lion. Oh, yeah, it's it's uh, uh, Steve Harris's uh, second band. Yeah, and so I'm thinking if I can meet Steve Harris, ain't that going to be the bomb? Yeah, it's nothing like Iron Maiden. It's more commercialized uh, pop, like, kind of progressive. Uh but if I get to still meet Steve Harris, it's worth going. True. Yeah, but but if but I but you know my thing on there. If I meet him, I meet him. If I don't, like, I don't. Damn it! Why the hell did I go to this show? Well, you gotta go for the music and stop going just to meet people. Well, then I'm not gonna go to any show. <laughs> no, I'll still go. Hey, to Hey, wh what was that lady band you gave me? It was they were freaking hot. They, the Stonefield. They... In fact, they're playing again in February. Yeah, they were really good, man. I enjoyed them. Yeah, and and I and I um even if I can't meet them this time, which I doubt will happen, because they're at the merch table. They're from Australia, and their shows they always keep changing them up a little bit. They play the songs a little differently. So, I'm I'm gonna go again. And last time when I went, well, I gave my. CDs and I got selfies with them and I forgot to mention they're hot my name well they are hot but 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 I mean I I just forgot to mention my name I forgot to I'm mention not, I'm just not talking about the music the music is hot too I like it uh, oh 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 they're oh, like oh, freaking oh. progressive freaking like Pink Floydish I liked it but yeah but yeah but what I mean is but like um um um. The only reason why I didn't mention my name, there was a guy ahead of me, and he had, like, the um, track listing for the show with him, and he had to see, like, a, he bought a, some albums, and he was like, can you sign this for me? And he kept wasting his time trying to find the colored pens, and 
you could tell by the look on his face, he was kind of smiling like he was hoping to, I don't know what he was hoping for, but he was like wasting their time on purpose. And finally, um, well, the guitar play was really cool, but like, like she finally, I, I think after a, enough minutes, she, she was finally like understood that he wasn't going to go. So then she saw me and said hi. And then I mentioned that I liked their music. And then the guy, he was kind of laughing, but not laughing in a bad way. He was like, okay, I, I understand you dig him too. And then I mentioned that I wanted to get a picture with him. And then he was very cool. He was like, then he left. But then um, then later he, you know, was um, talking to one of the others. And, and then there was another customer who wanted to buy some. So she went to get change and then he left then. And then I... Um, and, and but but it was like he was like kind of like a young version of Robin Leach, but with curly hair. But it was like he was acting like I don't know. I, I mean, I was like he was he would have tried to take up all their time. But but yeah, but but I mean, they they were polite. But it's like um, I feel if I get to talk to them a little more and actually talk to them a little bit more, it might be cool. You never know what's going to happen. But I mean, you know, um, I, I didn't want to bother them much. But if I, you know, see him a second time and if that guy ain't there, maybe it might be a little bit better. Yeah, man. Um, like I told you, man, see if you could get them to get on the show and we could talk about their music. Cause I hey, like that. I, I might, I might, um, in fact, um, there's nothing wrong with me mentioning it. All they if they're not into it, all they have to do is say no. But I mean, you know, they've done interviews with people before. Yeah, we're even not. if it's just one member. I mean, it doesn't have to be the whole group. But even if it's just one of them, I'm cool with that. Yeah, we're not Mitch Lafon. We don't get the big guest, but we get the important guest. <laughs> yeah, um, we get Gordon, we, we man. Gordon, yeah, what's yeah. His, you know, Gordon. Yeah, for, Gordon's cool. Yeah, we and, get Gordon. And and, um, and Ted Axe, man. We get the cool guys. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're not like Mitch where we get um, the big guys and all Mitch does is go, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Mitch uh, Mitch asked some good yeah. questions, man. Come on. Come on. Don't, don't, don't disparage Mitch. I love that dude. You know, I'm going to disparage him a little bit until he finally responds to one of my posts. If he responds to one of my posts, even if he says, fuck off, dude, then I'm going to be, hey, Mitch, you're cool. Hey, Mitch responded to my post on the Freeform Rock podcast when I took one of his Yours, posts. so you get to be cool with him. No, he's okay. He's I okay. Mean, but, hey, but, he answers me. I asked him questions how to do this and how to do this on a podcast, and he gave me answers. So I think that he just, I, he doesn't know me. But Same thing I mean, as Chris Sinzak. Chris Sinzak helped me a lot, too. So Chris is cool. Chris now, is awesome, Chris, man. Chris is cool. He's I like him better than Mitch. I would like to get Chris on the show or Aaron Camaro, but I'm kind of scared to ask them because they're like big time, you know? Oh, I'm not scared to ask. Well, you could ask, fact, bitch. I can't. <laughs> I, I asked, I asked um, Chris if, if he could be on my show, and then he was cool about it. It's just that he was busy, but I mean, it'll eventually work. But yeah, I'm totally cool. The reason, the reason I asked to go on my show. The reason I asked Doctor Fuck is because I have a better relationship with him and Chris because we we fought, we talked, we 
he he asked to get on the podcast to freaking school me and he freaking schooled me really good because I love Ralph Fiera, man. That guy is freaking one of the coolest guys in podcasting. I know Ian Ian Wadley won't degrade himself to come on our podcast, but maybe one day we'll get Ian. I'm going to I'm going to try to get that fucker on here one day so you just fucking make fun of us. <laughs> yeah. Well, fuck, I love both those guys, man. I don't know. Yeah. Chris and Aaron, I don't know. They just seem like they're they're really cool dudes, but I'm like, man, we're not as polished as they are. Would they like to be on a freaking raw-ass podcast that we fucking don't edit shit? Because I fucking suck at that shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, here's the thing. Um, I'm I'm cool with Chris. I don't know Aaron that well, but like, like, I'm kind of a weirdo anyway. So if I act weird, it don't matter. If you act weird, people wonder because you're very normal. What? Well, I, I mean, not not normal as far as being maybe like upper nine to five normal, but compared to Lee Gerstman, you're very normal. Oh, I, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. You're out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I gotta start and making so, more so, lip rap videos, and then maybe I won't be as normal. Hey, hey, man. Um, that's cool. But yeah, but but I mean, if 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 like if if, if you were to see Stonefield, would you be the kind of guy who would stay after the show and talk to them and tell them you like their music, or would you just leave? Actually, when I saw Ace Fraley, uh, Matt Starr came out for a second, and I was trying to get a hold, like, trying to say hi to him, because I am friends with him on Facebook, but, um, okay. but some asshole just kept talking and talking and talking, and finally he had to go back to the meet and greet. You know, uh, fuck! So I almost like, got to see Matt so, Starr, man. I like Matt so, Starr, he's so, a cool drummer. Yeah. So you would, you, 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 you would do your best. Yeah, I would, would, I would see it, but like, I wouldn't, okay, I wouldn't break if, my if, leg. <laughs> you, you wouldn't you you wouldn't burn your leg or yeah. twist your yeah yeah I, I I I would be a complete freak I would be like hey man I'm gonna keep drinking this fucking beer until you talk to me and then uh -huh. when they come to talk to me I say fuck it I'm still gonna drink the beer I'm kidding <laughs> do you drink beer oh if I don't have anything else <laughs> that's funny. All right, so uh, we digress. We're just, hey, but Lee, what hey, anything piss you off this it, week? Hey, hey, it's it. I, I like this part of the show because it shows we have personality. Because personality. Um, 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 it's it's like if we were to just one day we should do an episode. Where it's like, hi, we're doing this album. What do you think of the first song? It's good. <laughs> what do you think? It's good. Minus two points. You sound What's like the next you, song. You know who you sound like right now? Huh? You know who you sound like right now? Who? Andrew <laughs> Andrew, Andrew Jacobs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew, Andrew Turkey Baster Jacobs. Yeah, that song was cool. I liked it. I'm very dry. I don't drink. My yeah. wife's my wife sucks. I have I we almost got a divorce and shit went wrong. Okay, Andrew, we're only goofing on you, so don't take it seriously. All right. Yeah, he's 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 not necessarily on my friend list, but he hasn't blocked me anymore, so that's cool. Yeah, he, he uh, 
he did a good job at promoting the show, man. If I could just get him just to promote the show and not be on it, it would be great. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that, what, let's see, like, you ever seen, seen that movie where he goes, well, I need to work you on Saturday. That would be great. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. <laughs> I don't know. Work, that's, um, uh, that's Office Space. It's a great movie. Oh, the boss okay. comes oh, in, he's I trying to hide it. from his boss, and he goes, he's going to need me to work on Saturday. I gotta." And then he comes over and finds him and goes, we're gonna need you to come on, come in on Saturday. That'd be great. <laughs> kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, sounds like a good move to see. It's a great movie. It's from the creator of Beavis and Butthead, dude. Okay, Matt Ju uh, Judge, man, you should, you should watch that and the movie Idiocracy. It tells you how the society will get dumbed down in years. <laughs> oh. Uh, it already has, so the movie's come true. Yeah, the movie has come true, man. You should check it out, though. So, uh, okay. let's get into our review today. Today we're doing a band I fucking never heard of. Oh, <laughs> even though I think that they're still around. They they started back in the, like, the late 60s, and they're still doing strong. They might not have done albums, but I think they still do some shows. Yeah, they're called Birth Control, and they're from Germany. They're Krautrock. Rock. Yeah. The kraut rock, psychedelic kraut rock to heavy progressive rock with elements of blues and jazz. So I know why you picked this album. <laughs> uh, I, 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 believe it or not, I wanted to do one of their albums and I really just picked this at random because um, there's like 20 albums to choose from. So I was like, oh yeah, I looked, okay, at, I looked at their discography. I go, shit, damn. Yeah. Well, let me and, get. And, and all of their albums are kind of different. Let me tell you about this album. Uh, it's not on Wikipedia, but I found it on Progressive ProgressiveArchives.com. Cool. It's formed in Berlin in 1968, disbanded in 1984, refer reformed in 1993 to 2014, active again since 2016. Psychedelic kraut rock to prog heavy progressive rock with elements of blues and jazz. Birth Control were formed at the end of the 60s. In those early years, they played hybrid jazz rock compositions mainly instrumental. They recorded their first album for Metrodrome, bringing in to four agent of humor and provoking thoughts, the name of the band, and the album cover illustrated as well. Their second album, Operation, shows a great improvement in sound, a kind of heavy rock-based sound with su subtle jazzy arrangements. This album had great success for the Or label, specialized to promote the rise of German underground rock scene. In 1972, Believe in a Pill was also released by Orr, and several replacements, the quintet recorded Rebirth, a progressive heavy rock album in 1976. Backdoor, possibi Backdoor Possibilities was a commercial failure due to its mainstream sound and inclusion of more jazz elements. Increase is which the album we are doing today, recorded in 1977, marked a return to hard rock source. Birth of Control came back to light in the 90s for many reunion albums as Jungle or Two Worlds. That's the band. They're from Germany. Yeah. And uh, we'll get into this album right now. Let me get up the track listing. Here we go. But the track you picked is the number one track that you picked. So here's Skateboard Sue on the Free Form Rock Podcast.
That was Skateboard Sue. Did they have skateboards in Germany? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> this sounds like a California band would have a song named that. one thing that I will say really quickly, I won't get into it too much, but the group Stonefield from Australia, they actually recorded one of their albums in Los Angeles. So sometimes rock groups from other countries do go and see things in America and then report on them. Oh, I know that. Oh, okay. So what do you think about this song? Oh, this is great jamming progressive rock with a somewhat oddball circus type of melody to it, which I really dig. It's a very good song. Yeah, let me see what... I said the bass line, the bass on this song is amazing. The keyboards, too. Good song. Right on. And let's get to the next track, Domino's Hammock. What did you think of this one? This song is kind of crazy in a wacky Steve Martin, wild and crazy kind of guy sort of way. But I dig the fast groove, and it's a cool song. Yeah, cool beginning. Man, this bass player sounds like Chris Squire. Great, huh. great rhythm, and the band is really tight. I don't see how this song got three three stars out of five on freaking progressive uh Archives.com, 30 uh, freaking assholes, man. Sorry. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm just saying something. I think it should have at least got four. Yeah. Three and a half. But let's get, yeah. to the, let's get to the next track, which is Fight For You, which you picked. So here's the next song that Lee picked called Fight For You by Birth Control on the Freeform Rock Podcast. <laughs>
That was Birth Control Fight for You? Why'd you pick that track, Lee? This is like what jam bands were doing, but before there were jam bands. This is great. With groups like this, who needs Queen? This <gasps> is good stuff. Queen's 1977 album ruled! Which one? <laughs> I don't know. Was it Night at the Opera? Uh, I don't like that one. Was it uh, uh, News of the World? Uh, that one's better, but I don't. I, I haven't heard the whole. We thing, need Terrence but... to come in on this to give us dates. <laughs> well, okay. Um, I'll say who needs Queen? We need Queen. We need Queen for a day. <laughs> Terrence would be all over you with that comment, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The one thing that I like about Terrence is his ability to snap back at me in a way that works. Yeah, he's really good at that. <laughs> I yeah, talked. I talked to him. The on, only one. I talked to him on New Year's Eve, man. He's got his Pink Floyd episode coming, and he's doing the same episode we're going to do next week, which I won't tell you till after the episode is over. Yeah. Uh, let's get to fight for you. This song is so tight. Everything is in the right place. Drummer in the pocket. Guitar smokes, and the solo shreds. Love this song. Great pick, Lee. Right on. You were thinking I was probably going to hate this album, weren't you? Um, I'll, I'll tell you later um, what I was thinking, but 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 I'll wait. All right. Because I, I don't uh, because I don't want to say something that might embarrass myself later. All right. Well, let's get to the next track. Until the night. What'd you think of this one? This is like a jazz version of the Scorpions. I like some of this song a lot, but I think it's a little too jazzy, which is strange for me to say, because I like jazz, but I think it could have been a little bit more rocking in parts. Yeah, it's a great opening bass riff. Keyboards are atmospheric. Like, I can't explain how good they are, the keyboards, but the, it is a good song. I like it. Huh. Wow. Yeah, I, I know why you picked this, because the keyboard player rules. <laughs> um, uh, I, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll, I'll, I'll maybe tell you either in private or I'll tell you after the show why I picked this album. Uh, you should just tell the tell the fans, because now they're going to know. Oh, I'll know. tell it, because it's, it's just that I don't want to seem less interesting than I am. I don't <laughs> like to sound That can never happen. <laughs> okay. I actually, when I picked it, I hadn't even heard it yet. I just decided to pick it. <laughs> That's funny. Weirdly enough, I usually don't do that. I usually pick albums that I heard. But I wanted to pick one that we both heard for the first time, even though I have heard Birth Control. And then there was another album that they did, which after I heard that, I thought that might be, be a really good album to do. But I said, but no, I'm sticking to this one. But... But 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 with some of the songs, I am glad that I picked. I was like, yeah, I did a good pick. All right then, let's get to track number five. Get up. What did you think of this one? This is way too disco for my liking. The melody was okay, and I could see it working much better in a harder rock context. But the only thing rocking about it was the guitar solo, which sounds. A bit like Steve Vai, but overall I'm not a fan of this song. 
Yeah, I said it's got a really funky groove. The keyboard break rules. Not my favorite off this album, but not that bad. Hmm. It's nothing that I would like write home about, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Alright, well, let's get to track number six, which is We All Thought We Knew You. What do you think of that one? This is like Rush, but I like Rush better. I like some of the song, and the band plays really well on it, but it could have been improved a lot if it were more rock. <clears throat> I agree with you. I like Rush better, but this song pumps, and the break with the bass pumping and the keyboards going off with the steady drum beat, amazing musicians, though. They show off on this song. Oh, my. I'm going to... I'm, I'm, I'm going to give a comment after we're done. Not now, but after. And it's going to be the weirdest comment that I've ever made. All right. I'm going to have a hard time producing these people's names at the end of the show, too. So, <laughs> uh, German. You just say Ugin Schmidt Fighter and Hopin Hoffenhofer and their three brothers. All right. Now we get to the next song, which you pick. Seems like my bike's riding me. And I'm not going to give any spoilers, so here it is by Birth Control. Seems like my bi bike is riding me on the Freeform Rock Podcast. <laughs> Don't see On the desert highway I will 
seems like my bike is riding me why did you pick that track lee now in this song they did the rock part right and this song is closest to the group's early sound it would have been great if the last three songs could have been more like this but i'm happy they did this song and it's a great way to close the album yeah it's a great this is the best song off the album love the start of the song has a slow beginning that is Pink Floydish keyboard swirling around with the cart guitars throwing in riffs. Best song on the record. In the middle, it starts to to good goes to good hard rock, man. This song rules. The solo, wow, fucking wow on the solo. This fucking rules. People need to hear this album. This shit knocked the fuck out of me. <laughs> Would you believe song. that? Oh my god, I'm gonna say the weirdest thing that you've ever heard. I, don't think I so. ended up not liking it quite as much as you did, and I'm like totally like, I'm the guy who listens to this stuff. So wow, you're you're schooling me. You're, I'm being the mark to your lead this episode. Well, you know, wow. pro, you know, progressive rock and progressive hard rock is my bag, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you know what? The more that I heard this, I did like it, but I mean, I with what I write in my review, but I mean, it's good. But like, you know, they do a lot of different kinds of stuff, and I heard one of their early albums that seemed a little bit more rockish, but I thought, no, this one's better, you know? And, and hey, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I salute you, man. Today, you won me over. You're, you're a A1 Plus podcaster, man. Hey man, well this freaking this album was really good, man, and it's on Amazon uh, Music, and I listened to it on there. I didn't listen to the YouTube, so I got the HD treatment because this is in HD too, so it's really clear and really uh, wow. musicality is really clear and really good. This you could hear the band freaking breathing; it's so clear. Freaking yeah. loved it, man. Wow, freaking killer album, freaking kick cool. ass. Cool. So that was uh, Birth Control. Uh, I forgot the title. <laughs> Increase. Increase. And uh, now we're going to get to our tracks of the week. And I, I picked this track that fit this album, fit the genre, and you didn't. <laughs> I, I didn't. Because I'm weird. Yeah. And you even told me the song that I picked fits the album really well. Yeah. So you picked up Point Blank, Rock and Roll Hideaway, which is a really yeah. cool, like, southern rock kind of stuff. Yeah. Really cool yeah. song. I liked it. And then I picked... Because I, I, I wanted to pick it only because if we're doing an episode about obscure group, like Birth Control, why not also showcase a obscure kind of bluesy rock group like Point Blank? 
But this bass player was so good, reminded me of Chris Squire. I had to put Yes Roundabout as my pick. In fact, I thought of, I, you know what? I, I, I was thinking about that, that he could have been in the group. Yeah, it's like his bass lines were like Chris Squire-ish. I was like, yeah. damn, he's really... I, I, and I, I the, totally understood. I, I heard I heard Roundabout again, and then I thought, yeah, this absolutely works. Yeah, and well, let's. Get, I didn't say the names of the band members, so let's see if I could not do Oh, it's a burned Morsk lead vocals percussion, uh, Bruno Fresel electric and acoustic guitars, harmony vocals, Zeus Beheld harmonica, Hammond C3 Fender electric piano, Homner Deke, he plays a lot of mini mog, poly mog, whatever, string set, alto sax, harmony vocals, grand piano. That freaking guy is. Ripping. I wonder if he's still playing, man, because he's really good. And um, Horst Strandehaus, bass, really good bass player. And Manfred von Bohr, drums, percussion, and congas. You, really? do, you, you did a pretty good job of pronouncing that stuff. Yeah. The German language sounds like you're throwing up when you say somebody's name, though. Or talk. Yeah. It's like... Klaus Mein. That the word beta, beta means please it's like so 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 if so if someone's um um with a with a whip and they're scrambling eggs and they go i beat the eggs they really are saying i please the eggs <laughs> just say matthias jobs <laughs> calls mine no i'm joking <laughs> yeah, yeah all right uh, yeah, this band is really cool. Go go check it out. It's on Amazon Music, probably wherever you stream if it's on Amazon. And I don't like to stream, but fucking, this sounded killer streaming. So I probably gave them a penny in their bank account. Uh, hey, it's not bad at all to give them a little something, especially if you already pay for the service or whatever it is, um, if you do, because I pay for Spotify. And so if I already... Let's say I bought the physical copy of an album of a group, and I could either listen to my copy on CD, or I could, you know, listen to them on the streaming service. The only thing is it's getting a little tiny bit more money on the streaming service, but nothing against listening to stuff on CD, because groups do like you to listen to CDs. So that's what I'm going to tell you. Yeah, so we talked about this last week about streaming versus physical. So we won't get into I that again. I never remember that shit. <laughs> and so let's get into our tracks of the week. Point Blank, Rock and Roll, Hideout. Yes, Roundabout. Hideaway. And... Okay. And, and and Yes, Roundabout. Yeah, and then uh, we have Lee's song of the, of the week. Fortune Floated Towards the Trees. And you know, wow, was, you remembered that title. That's not a easy title to remember. I wrote it You're down. You're better. I wrote it down. <laughs> oh. And also, the keyboards are a little eerie-ish like this album. So good job on picking your song to kind of match this record. Well, um, that was only partly why I picked it. The other part was because I just wanted to pick another song from this collection of songs that I did. Cool. And then next week will be our 200th episode, and we're going to do, since it's Epic 200, we're going to do an epic band that we have never reviewed on this podcast. We're going to do Pink Floyd The Wall. 
I hopefully we're not Terrence, so we're not going to give you all the the changes and the chord changes and this change and how they came up with this riff and how they did I'll this. I'll give and, you a whole bunch of info on how I feel about it if you don't mind. That's fine. Yeah, it's not going to be the way that anyone else does it. <laughs> so just be waiting, anticipating till next week for Pink Floyd The Wall, our 200th episode. Now let's get into our tracks of the week, Point Blank, Rock and Roll Hideaway, Yes Roundabout, and Lee's song, Fortune Floated Towards the Trees, which is really cool. So you guys need to check right out on. Lee's shit. Maybe uh, get him on Spotify so we can start paying him a half a cent, a, a download. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do have some of the Lee Gersman Show podcasts on Spotify. If you look under the Lee Gersman Show, there's a few of them, and one is with Mark. So if, if you um, give me... Um, enough streams where I make a dollar, I can pay him 50 cents just for fun. Or you could just go buy your vodka for 99 cents. <laughs> and then they give you a penny and say, here, buddy, um, put this in the air. And if it doesn't work on tails, then you know I'm smiling at you. All right, man. So here's our tracks of the week and the Lee song until our next week, our 200th episode. Say goodbye, Lee. Ba-ba-ba-ba. Bye-bye, Black Sheep. Take it sleazy.
Just listen to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artist by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.